0: Daniel Guyton has been a real powerful influence here in Atlanta. He, I met him through the Mealy Writers group that occurs every couple of weeks in Dunwoody. Uh, and, and we've also had time to be in events from the Dramatist Guild of Atlanta as well as Mealy Writers. And so he is part of so many conferences, conferences. Uh, and organizations that are really focused on helping creatives and writers specifically really find their voice. I think what you'll find in this podcast with Daniel is a real thorough understanding of how to help someone who is thinking about taking their writing and their, um, and their theater work to another level how to really put it in the right context he gives some real tangible advice here so we are really excited that you will be able to listen to this podcast remember our goal is to get 100 podcasts by next year and we will be collecting those into one real great creativity dialogue and, and library so please get down with us the creativity cocktail powered by rising tides charity is Hi, everyone. Today on the Creativity Cocktail, I have Daniel Guyton, who is, um, he is, he has his hand in everything there is to do with theater here in Atlanta. It it would probably be remiss to try to pick one role or the other, Daniel, (laughs) that you do. Well, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I, I think you probably do a little bit of everything, and he is one of the, um, one of the individuals that's part of Merely Writers, which is a group that I love. It's 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 a it's a group that allows writers to get together and to really incubate their work together and, and learn from each other. So, Daniel, it's so awesome to have you on the Creativity Cocktail today. Say hello to everyone. Hello to everyone. It's uh,
1: so great to be here. Thank you, Winston, for having me. I really
0: appreciate this. So, typically, we talk about a little bit about you and what you're up to. But before we do that, Daniel, um, I want to do this. I want you to, before we do that, I want you to, um, I want you to tell the audience here a, a little bit about the, when you're in your creative space and you're about to be, do something creative, what are some of the things you do in order to, or tools or environments to use in order to be as creative as, as possible. Gotcha. I,
1: I prefer being uh alone when I'm really creative. I like to, to work by myself um, I'm a writer primarily, first and foremost. Uh, I do a lot of other creative things as well, but um probably the most creative I feel is when I'm writing. And I have my desk set up in my office. Um, I love to write late at night when it just is asleep and I'm kind of like undisturbed and I can just kind of uh, just, just tap into my thoughts and my imagination and let everything kind of go wild. Um, I, I often have trouble being creative. I have a lot of things on my mind, like things that need to get done, work and so forth. So for me, it's very important to get the work done, get it out of the way, so that I can be uh, focused on the creativity. Um, so I often have a lot of to-do lists. And those to-do lists, I feel like I reward myself once the to-do lists are mostly completed, and then I reward myself by uh, being creative and and working on whatever projects I happen to be um, wanting to work on at that moment.
0: Wow, that is awesome. I think we have um, you and I are maybe perhaps kindred spirits here when it comes to (laughs) to to-do lists. I I have a not only do I have a to-do list for everything, but I actually have systems for things. I use tools. I use a an application called Todoist, to, um, to track oh, right. everything that I'm doing. And then I use another tool called Evernote to make sure I'm capturing everything in my head. So-
1: Oh, fantastic, that's great. Uh, yeah, I've used Evernote before. I'm not familiar with the other one though. Mm-hmm. Uh, mostly I do everything on Word, on Microsoft Word. Check create my own list, and then uh, I will create my own uh, check marks after I'm done with it. Um, but what was the first one you said? Uh,
0: to doist, it's like to do. It's just
1: called to do list as an app.
0: No, it's t o d o i s t. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is. It is awesome. The thing I love about it, it is natural language kind of parsing that it yeah. does. So if I say I need to do something by Thursday at five p.m. I don't have to go through a bunch of tools. I can just write it like that, and it'll just show up. Oh, that's is, great! Which is yeah, sure. I've been using it for a number of years, and I tell you, with all of the things and the roles that we play in life, I needed some kind of system like that. That works yeah, sure. that well. You know, that is great. And you know, we're gonna have to catch up. We're gonna have to have a podcast just about effectiveness. <laughs> so
1: <that's gonna> be- <laughs> I like that. Yeah,
0: that's a great idea. <laughs> that's pretty cool. So tell the, the audience about yourself. Tell them about your background a little bit. Some of the things that you're working on.
1: Sure, sure. Uh, well, uh, quite a bit. Um, so, I, um, I graduated from the University of Georgia with a Master's in Fine Arts in Dramatic Writing, uh, since, and I graduated in 2004. Since then, I've been um, been doing a lot of writing. I also do some acting, some directing. Um, I, let's say I lived in New York. I've done some theater up there. I've lived in Tampa, Florida. I did some work there. I've lived in Atlanta now since 2008. I moved up here, um, actually met my wife online, um, and she lived here, and I lived down in Tampa at the time. I ended up moving up here for her, and I've been here uh, ever since, and I've I've loved the Atlanta scene. And um, I've just kind of dove in here and got involved with as many theaters as I could. I am the writing development coordinator for Merely Writers, or it's actually Merely Players, but the writing uh, branch of it is called Merely Writers. And so I'm the writing development coordinator for that. I'm also on the board of the Georgia Theater Conference. I'm the, uh, the chair of the professional division of the Georgia Theater Conference. Uh, let's see, every year I help out with the Georgia's Destiny Conference, which is for high school students. Uh-huh. Um, I'm the, uh, the Playworks um, facilitator for that. So we have a, a competition for high school uh, playwrights. And I'm uh, in charge of helping to select the plays as well as moderating the feedback session for it uh let's see in addition to that i'm also on the board of the uh fayette county public arts committee uh this is um a group here in, in fayette county i live in the southern end of atlanta uh in fayetteville and so i'm a part of the board there um i'm the vice chair of that one and um yeah i'm just <laughs> i, I kind of uh i have a hard time saying no to people so i like to uh to, to say yes i like to be as part of as many things as i can sometimes it gets a bit overwhelming but at the same token
0: um i hate being bored so this keeps me very busy all the time so i do enjoy that we are kindred spirits on that as well as you were going through (laughs) the litany of boards that you were part of i was saying to myself oh my gosh daniel and i are on that as we're on that alignment as well
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I know. Yeah. I know. You do quite a bit, too. Yeah,
0: and the thing that, you know, the other thing you uh, didn't mention, I'm sure that you you know you do other things like this, is that we met each other, I believe, at a workshop for the Dramatist Guild here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, That's
1: right. That's yeah, right, yes. Yeah. And I'm that, also in the Dramatist Guild, yes. I'm also a member of the, uh, the Writers Guild, too, which is mostly for screenwriters.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, that is yep. that that was great if i recall it was one of my favorite topics it was on using emotional intelligence in character development that's
1: right yes i, oh, I love that one that was so yeah. so much fun it's so rewarding that workshop yeah. I, I really enjoyed
0: that a lot yeah I, i'm trying i'm drawing a blank i'm trying to remember the, the gentleman's name who facilitated it but he was he was great and it was yeah it was,
1: i've got it written down somewhere and I, unfortunately i don't remember his
0: specific name, either. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll I'll remember it somewhere, and I'll put in the show notes when we when we publish this. I'll put this in the show notes for people, so they can you know, so they can get his name. Because because if I remember correctly, not only did he have this talk that he did, but he also had like a like a tool of some kind that you could go on online and and calibrate your emotional intelligence on some level. I thought it was interesting. Right, right. I, I actually uh,
1: believe it or not, I asked him for permission to use that in one of my classes. I teach a class on uh, college success. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, uh, I a I'm also a college professor oh, yeah. at uh, Georgia State University and Georgia Military College. And one of the classes I teach is about how to be a successful mm-hmm. college student and also be successful in your career. And uh, I actually talk about emotional intelligence in that class. Mm-hmm. So I asked the gentleman permission to use his, um, his form in the class and he said yes. So uh, we actually just used that about two weeks ago in our class
0: yeah just as an aside you know and, and i encountered this since i've had a chance to really understand emotional intelligence but it's like it is it is a thing that can really propel someone's career to success or it can undermine their career <laughs> right absolutely sure <laughs> yeah, so so are you originally from atlanta when you were kind of walking us through where you what you do are you, originally, are you a native I'm of I
1: from New York. I grew up in New York, uh, oh. Long Island. Oh. And uh, I ended up moving down here. Um, and like I said, I moved here uh, because of my life. Uh, but, oh, I, before that, I did go to school at University of Georgia. And oh. that's, uh, that was from 2001 to
0: 2004. Wow. So I grew up on the south shore of Long Island in a place called Roosevelt. Um, and I'm sure you're okay, familiar with that. It? You know. Well, the it's called Roosevelt near Freeport on the sh- south shore of Long Island. Nassau County. Oh my gosh! No way! Yeah, that's and, awesome. Yeah, I grew up in um, near Fort Jefferson. Oh yes, yes, Fort Jefferson. Oh, that's fantastic! Wow. Yeah, like we we talk about so many things, and we did not even know that we grew up in the same locale. So hence, a third thing of kindred spirits just that quick. So. <laughs> yeah, we both came up in Long Island. That's amazing. That's right. Wow. So. So you're in, you are very immersed in our community, our theater community, and our just creative community. Tell the audience a little bit about your thoughts on the community and some of the things that are going well and some of the things that may be uh, opportunities for, for all of us. Uh,
1: yeah, so, uh, so there's a whole lot of things happening in Atlanta. There's um, uh, plenty of uh, great theaters in town. Uh, We also, as you mentioned, we're uh, both members of Merely Writers, uh, which is a playwriting organization. We uh, meet the first and third Sunday of every month uh, in Chamberlain, Georgia, we uh, read each other's works and give feedback on them, and we talk through uh, what we're doing. Um, It's just a great networking opportunity and a really great opportunity to hear uh, new works in Atlanta, which is wonderful.
0: That is awesome. So so I am sure i I try to go to a play at least a couple of times a month but i am oh yeah sure, theater
1: yeah.
0: yeah I am sure that you go at least that much if not more so oh, sure, yeah. yeah so tell us how are you how are you feeling about the community itself
1: i i think there's it's very um it's very welcoming it's very comforting here there's a lot of great people that are supportive uh willing to work together and help each other out uh, so i right. I really think it's it's a, a fantastic community of uh, great artists uh, wanting to, to do great art. Um, so if you're an artist in Atlanta, there's a, so many uh, people in town willing to help you and work with you and encourage you and support you, uh, which I think is terrific.
0: Wow. Yes, you're, you're right. I tell you... I, I... There are so many people. I, I used to say that we could have a podcast every day, but it's getting to a point where it's like we could do one like twice a day. It's really getting I, I know. I
1: know. There really is so many wonderful people here in town. Yeah, it, it's, it's terrific.
0: It really is. So tell us about your personal, you know, on this trek. There, there have obviously been people who've helped you or who've inspired you on, on, on your path. Tell us a little bit about those people
1: oh my gosh there's so many people that have helped me uh, i mean I, I just i get exhausted talking about them all uh, first off i gotta mention my wife uh kate she's been uh fantastic she's an artist herself she's a, a playwright and actress um yeah I, I don't think i could do half the things i've done without her by my side uh, she's just been wonderful uh, as far as that goes uh, but here in atlanta there's some uh some fantastic people in town uh, there's out-of-box theater run by Carolyn Cho there's uh, On Stage Atlanta run by Gary West uh, Kathy Paul Payne uh, Angie Short um, of course there's uh, Muted Players run by Joni McElroy uh, the Atlantic TV Club which is Margarita Maldivan. Uh let's see we've got the um, uh, we've got Man Productions which is uh, currently helmed by uh, Gregory Fitzgerald uh, formerly run by uh, James Beck all been Uh, terrific uh, people to work with. Uh, Scott Rousseau has been great. Uh, He's directed some of my work. Um, There's just so many, so many fantastic people in town that have been uh, wonderful to work with. And, and, um, you know, create theater with Dave Fisher is is fantastic. Uh, He's produced a couple of my pieces. Just, there's so many, I I can go on and on for hours.
0: Wow. You know, when you were sharing those things, there's something that I, I was involved in uh, a couple of years ago, and it was around really trying to find a way for us, all of these different people. You've mentioned a lot of people who are like running productions and all that. But even when yeah. you think about the, the 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 other people, the actors, the, the 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 people who help with production, there are so many. Mm-hmm. And, and we've had this idea out there, and I want to get your thoughts on it, about what do you think? would it be would it would it be effective or would it work like if you had one day at one of these places like the georgia world congress center or something smaller than that smaller of that where it was just about all of these creatives and all of these artists and producers getting together in a conference for one day here Mm -hmm. in atlanta yeah Uh, right I wish I could say that was my idea, but it's not. I've heard other people say some version of that, and and been sure. part of that. And I was just saying all the names you mentioned, and when you add the people that I know, and you add a person, another person we know, just amongst three people, we've been known like fifty people. <laughs> you know, I, I know absolutely.
1: There's so many people here in town that I think would be wonderful. But I, I, the, the challenge, of course, is we're all. Creating art, we're all That's working right. and we're all doing stuff. So, mm-hmm. finding time when all of us could come together in the same room would be a challenge. But yeah. um, but I think that would be a
0: lovely idea. Yeah, that, that would be the logistical thing. It would have to be so far in advance that people could, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they could align their time. But I'm saying to myself, I know that there's so many wonderful actors and playwrights and people who have been in productions before. That if there's a conference, you know, they have conferences for every industry that exists out there, right? Oh, of course. So, you yeah. know, there's, there's a conference. You pick the industry, there's a conference. And so oh, of course, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it, it, to me, it's just, I just think that it would be so valuable. And, you know, there could be some productions actually done at such a conference. Sure. Um,
1: I just, well, I, I you, I'm on the board of the Georgia Theater Conference. And so that's with you every year. Oh. Uh, they're actually a branch of SETC, which is the Southeastern Theater Conference. Yes. And so, uh, different, um, uh, high schools, middle schools, community colleges, uh, colleges and community theaters, uh, all from all over the, the state of Georgia, uh, meet and compete.
0: Okay. Uh, they compete
1: for acting awards and playwriting awards and also for full production awards. And then the winners uh, of most of those competitions end up going on to the uh, Southeastern Theater Conference uh, where they compete with the winners from Alabama and Florida and South Carolina and so
0: on. Wow, so I, you know, based on the fact that that's happening on some level that's out there, um, I, I want to make sure that my audience and our audience have find ways to support that you know, as much oh, as yeah, possible. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and now the interesting thing... Uh, plus and minus of it is it's not an Atlanta base, it's all Georgia. Yeah. So often the meetings are uh last year that was, was close to Savannah. This year is gonna be at Americas uh you know, uh Georgia Southwestern University of Americas. So they're they're like all over the state, which uh, you know, on the one hand that's that's because it includes all of Georgia. On the downside it means there's a lot of driving <laughs> involved yeah. every year. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. but uh but we
0: we have a great time doing it. Yeah, I think that you know yeah you gotta m- maybe you can help plug us in on that because I think that that would just be such a because I feel it's such an amazing thing and plus I'm thinking about it almost from a Georgia perspective at this point that Georgia you know we've got a lot of talent in Georgia so whether you're in Valdosta or in Marietta there's a lot of talent everywhere So oh, country.
1: absolutely! It's a, it's a really big state. It, it, you don't you don't realize that when you're not from
0: Georgia. and you know,
1: growing up in New York, you know you think of Georgia is like a a small state. You know, down down uh, down at the bottom of the country. But living here, it's it's gigantic. It's huge. There's so much going on here, too. So much uh, vibrant communities and, and and lovely art happening everywhere. It's really just fantastic. I love it here.
0: Yeah, I mean, since I've been here, it's grown immensely. I, I the other day I had a chance to go to Denver for a. For a meeting, and my taxi, my my taxi person was driving me to my hotel, and so he asked me about the size of Georgia. I guess he wanted—I don't know if he was taking a census or something—but he wanted to know know how many people were in Georgia. And when I told him what I could tell, I think it's nine million or so people. He was floored. Yes, that's right. He he was floored. He was like nine million people in Georgia. <laughs> yeah, I don't know exactly yeah. what it is in Colorado. I probably need to research that. But I'm guessing it's less than nine million. <laughs> I wonder if
1: he thought he was asking the for for the city. That just seems like a big number for a city, but yeah. for the whole state though, that seems, that's a yeah, well, right. you know,
0: I think that if I recall, about half of them half of us are in the metro area somewhere, you know. So Well,
1: yeah, I'm sure I yeah. believe that. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of New York, the majority of it public is in the city even if it's a much bigger state
0: than just New York City. That's right. Yeah, so, um, you know, as you, and I, as I shared with you, Daniel, the, the Rising Tides charity and the Creativity Cocktail are really here to help people who are creative or were creative or wish to be creative find themselves or re-find themselves. Our goal is that if you're sitting somewhere and you're going through some challenging moment of life, pick up something that you love, you know, whether that's painting something or yeah. sculpting something or, 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 or whatever that might be. Um, I, I get a sense that you would have a real interesting thoughts on that. What are your thoughts about someone who's going through that and how they can really, and what they can do to kind of get themselves energized around creativity specifically?
1: Sure, sure. I, I, I definitely view art as uh, cathartic. I view it as therapeutic. Um, I, I have been, you know, uh, uh, through my life, I've had a lot of tragedy. I've, had, I've lost a lot of family members uh, to cancer, to various deaths. Um, my, my father died in the mysterious circumstances. It's, it's uh, officially an unsolved murder. Um, but, you know, uh, it, there's a lot of tragedy that's happened in my life. And, and without art, I don't know that I'd still be here. Uh, so my art, my artistry, my creativity, it, it, it's very much fueled by a need to control something. And, and so if I can control my art, if I can get myself, uh, my ideas out on paper, if I can uh, work it out that way, it's so much healthier than trying to uh, you know, use violence or use any other uh, means of expressing the frustration between me. Uh, using an, an artistic or creative outlet is, has uh benefited me so much in so many ways but but most importantly uh in my um ability to, to, to cope with others ability to cope with the tragic tragedy that's happened in my life with uh, feelings of alienation and frustration my art has helped me tap into those and understand them and uh, make sense of them and, and convey them in a way to the rest of the community um, I, I've, I've been able to have conversations with people because of things I've written that people have read and come up to me and said, hey, oh my God, I've been through that myself and we talk about it and have um, uh, an open dialogue and, and it's just the, the ability to uh, put whatever you're feeling onto a work of art, whether it's writing it or whether it's, it's you know, painting something where you can express yourself through the painting or a sculpture or Whatever type of art you do, but the ability to get your innermost emotions and thoughts onto that surface, uh, I, I think it, it's so helpful rather than keeping a bottle in, um, because that, that can cause some serious damage down the line if you're not getting it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you have to get it out through, through violence or through other means, you know, I, there's, there's so, so much healthier ways to do it, and, and art for me is, is, I think, the healthiest way to get the the
0: emotions out, uh, out out of you before they, they do some serious damage to you I really um, and I know my audience wherever they are or our audience is sitting there and thanking you for sharing what you just shared you know um, specifically around how it impacts you you made me contempl- or remind myself that every time I write a story um I get uh, emotional at some point in the story. And some mm-hmm. sometimes it's at the beginning, sometimes it's at the middle, sometimes it's at the end. Um, but it always happens. And it happens because we feel when we're, we're writing these stories. And mm-hmm. and I think there's always a moment, and, and tell me if this has ever happened to you, and I I think I know the answer, is that when you're writing something, you feel yourself in it. Even for. Oh, gosh, gotcha.
1: yeah. I, I, I am in everything I've created. I mean, it's it, maybe not directly, maybe, you know, the character's a different name, or uh, what they do is not what I would do, but there's something about it. The way they feel about something, the way they react, a line that they say. There, there's some. I have to put myself in every in every character, even in characters that are nothing like me. I'm thinking about murderers, and I'm not a murderer, but uh, there's, there's something about the way they feel about
0: things that that is me like there's there's a piece in me and everything so that's great. absolutely i I tell you um it's just really interesting and the the way because sometimes it's to what you said it's like the character is not you a character may be Mm -hmm. even like of a different gender or ethnicity it doesn't matter it it does when it happens and sometimes you don't know it's going to happen until it actually happens i um, oh, sure. You yeah. know what? What I've learned is that in, the, in earlier years I would stop and not let the feeling happen or be afraid of the feeling, mm-hmm. and then say, "Well, All let right. me get back to it." Um, but now, right. now I almost get encouraged or um, energized by that feeling, and I don't want to sure. want yeah. to push through
1: Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, it's, 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 cause it's truthful. And if you're, if you if you feel something and you're covering it up or pretending not to feel it, that's not really that honest. It's not really that truthful. Now, for instance, your characters may be trying to cover it up and pretend that they don't feel something, cause that, that is what people do. We tend to try to cover things up. And that's okay, but at, at the same time, what we want to see as an audience member is we want to see that truth come out. So even though the character is pretending not to feel something, there's got to be a moment where we go, ah, that's what they really feel. Now I see it. You know, where we can actually see the truth behind both sides. Um, And I think that is, that's really crucial. It's also very difficult to do if you're not used to doing that. It's a challenge, uh, but it's a challenge that can be very rewarding uh, if you work through it. Yeah. I want
0: to, I want to really thank you for this conversation. I am very humbled to be around you. Um, Someone who... Uh given their life to this and is allowing someone like me who I've, um who dabbled for half of my life until i decided to jump into it to talk to you and to learn from you i, I really um, really appreciate that um
1: oh well, i appreciate that i mean that's wonderful i i i think no matter what Stage you on your life, whether you uh, whether you've been doing art your whole life, whether you uh, have avoided it your whole life, or whether you are um, you know half and half, like you said, dabbling. Um, I, I think there, there's um, there, there's nothing wrong with that. I think art welcomes everybody. You're always welcome to be a member of the artistic community. Um, you know, most artists out there are are not your enemies. We want to be collaborating you with you. We want to work with you. We want to help you and assist you. Um sure, you know, there's people in every community that may try to tear somebody down, but it's very rare I've seen in, in the artistic community. So if you are wanting to be a member of a, an artistic group, just just go ahead and try it out. I, I, I think you will be embraced by the vast majority of artists I've ever met in my life. that would happily embrace uh, somebody new that's passionate about the artwork. Wow. Uh,
0: you you kind of answered... Um, so shutting yourself off from,
1: uh, from, from your, your passion because of somebody else's negative opinion, I think ultimately um, that, that, that's going to harm not just yourself but also other people that need to hear your message that you want to get out. Because you have something that's true to you, and, and it, it, it's just as likely to be true for thousands of other people uh, that also believe that same message that you want to share. I say, get it out
0: there. To help as many people as you can with your message. Well, this has been a, an amazing conversation. Um, I, I hope that you will join us again. Um, of course, I love to. It's just fun. Yeah, I appreciate it. We, our goal, as you know, many of you may know, is to have a hundred podcasts by two thousand and nineteen. We are a That's third. A wonderful goal. We are a third of the way there, and Daniel is. I think he's gonna he's helped us today, but he's gonna help us again along that path. And our goal is not oh, to just yeah. yeah our goal is not to just have the podcast. Our goal is to really create a, an awesome compendium of of giving to to potential creatives. And at that point, mm-hmm. when that hundred happens, we're going to have a celebration, obviously. But we're going to I'll take yeah we're going to take snippets of each one of those people who have been part of this and share it with the world. And uh, I believe the world will. will We'll appreciate it. Daniel, hope you join us again. Um, those who are out there, Daniel Guyton is fantastic. He's an, an amazing person to know. Um, how can someone, if they want to get in contact with you on any level, how could they reach out to you, Daniel?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I have a, a website, uh, danguyton.com. That's D A N G U Y P O N.com. I uh, go on there, there's a contact me page. Just shoot me an email. And I usually respond within 48 hours, um, hopefully sooner. Uh, but, but yeah, that's uh, probably the easiest way to reach me.
0: That's great. Thanks again. And everyone else that's out there, look for our next podcast. Daniel Guyton is an amazing person to be part of it. And thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Vincent. I really appreciate it. This is wonderful.